Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Welcome to Ruin, everybody. It's a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. I'm Hallie. I'm Allison. It's so early on the West yeah. Coast. It's so fucking early. Yeah, it's early. Your hair looks great. You got a haircut? Um, yeah, well, I re-dyed the blonde. Mm. So, because I want to grow it out. And it's, and I, I like the shag. I, we had a great one with the shag. But much like sure. all of our fashion, we, we talked about this uh, on the pod. Short-lived. What's next? Yes. What's next? Right. Um, right. I get yeah. bored very easily, which is why I then just was like, I'm picking stuff and just, this is it now, forever. I like that. I like the idea of like a uniform, like something classic. I don't know yeah. what that is for me, but I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Life is for the living is what I always say. Yes. And sometimes for the dead as uh, well. this week's movie will show. <laughs> Alison, how are you doing? What's up with you? I'm good. I'm kind of sorting through something. I am, um, mm. so I'm on TikTok. I'm not oh, posting. Okay. I'm just looking around. Great. I'm getting served so many videos, both like original content and I think ads. It's like so hard to know what's an ad mm-hmm. for uh, a, a variety of devices that clean out your ears. And I find wow. myself wanting okay. them. <laughs> wow, this is fascinating. <laughs> like, I think it's okay. Because, I, you know, it's like it's so interesting to follow the algorithm of TikTok and like where mm-hmm. it takes you. Um, yeah. I think we talked about that last time. Um, but I think, like, because I follow and, like, have, like, liked a lot of stuff that's, like, stretching to do. Because I'm just like, this is very helpful. Okay. My back is a disaster. But stretching goes to wellness. Wellness mm-hmm. it has a couple of branches that, like, sometimes it's, like, It a sure super, does. Like, there's, there's some stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm into this. And then there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, please don't tell me about being sober curious. Um, I am not. Um, okay, but again, I, 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 what the Allison algorithm a, knowing you, yes, I understand. Yes, as as we've discussed on the pod, the algorithm knew I was gay before I did, which is actually not uncommon if you Google it. Okay, I'm not the only one. Yes. And um, so I do think there is, maybe the algorithm is leading you to places. I say embrace it. Get whatever. I just don't know how. I just how want clean. the ear cleaner. I want the how, ear cleaner. I'm like, how clean I, do your ears need to be though? Like, what are we I talking would like about? Them, well, it's also because I've seen some like, because some <laughs> videos it's like, like, you know, the the pimple popper path where it's like, of oh, course, like this is a course. gross but satisfying yes yeah. thing getting removed from we a all space enjoy or something it. like that. Yes. So like they, I've seen. I think it started with like one of those, and it was like a crazy ear thing. Somebody mm-hmm. was pulling it. And it was like fully, I'm like, that's, whew, that's, you you can't hear. That's fully solid. <laughs> but then like, because I like watched that to the end, I think it was like, oh, do you need to clean out your ears? And like, there was one I saw last night as I was like going to sleep that was like, it was basically like a little like, it looks like a little air horn that squirted water into your ear. And then you put okay. like kind of a tub up against you, so, like, the water, like, flows out Honestly, into it. Honestly, that sounds fun. A huge, like, an acorn came out of this guy's ear. And I'm like, is that, like— Oh, I'm, I'm going to throw up. That's, I'm sorry. that's tough. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I want to know these things. I want to know everything. And um, I'm just like, 
is that like, like, did he know that was what the situation was? And he was like, I must do this. Or is he like, oh, I'll try this. And then that fell. Like, I guess I'm just like, you can't see inside your ears. So it's hard to know what's going on in there. And I'm like, well, if it's something I should clean out, I would like to clean it out. Right. I I say go whole hog. Remember when you bought your little glasses uh, cleaner? I feel like that was life-changing. Exactly. So I say use whatever, like the air horn with the water seems good because you're not putting an actual device. It's just water. Yeah, I'm not going to like, there's some like metal coils and I'm like, I'm not jamming a metal coil in my head. Like that's (laughs) not. We're not not there yet. (laughs) I'm not there yet. I'm not saying I never would, but I'm just saying right now that's not where I'm at. Right. Absolutely. Someone has been led by TikTok to jam a metal coil into their head. 100%. I was, I was a picturing like a milk frother going into, like a tiny milk frother no, going no, no, into No, no, no. That's ear. exactly what it looks like. Oh, my God. And well, I have a milk that. frother, and now I'm pissed that, like, that's what I'm now associating with it. But Man, the, if only the, the air ears horn are bigger, water, you know. The water air horn feels like yeah. a nice kind of gentle <laughs> I, toe into the disgusting waters of your cleaning. <laughs> I say go for it. I, You know, I— Listen, I didn't read that book, Lean In, and I think we realize now that's just not how any of this works. No. But in this case, lean in. Find out what's inside your ears. They're your ears. Yeah, that's the okay. thing. It's like, I just want to know what's going on. In an age where we are losing uh, rapidly our ability to have bodily autonomy, I say yes. get whatever holes you have, get in there, see yeah. what's what. Don't put a milk frother in anywhere. But no. You know what I mean? It, 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 that these are, your ears are yours to explore, and I'm excited to see acorns, walnuts. You know what is going to come out of there? Anything you know? from that I'm, family? I'm excited to find out. Yeah. Um, so what's new with you, man? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, it's finally chilly in the morning. Ooh, that's oh, good. That's nice. Ooh, and Chris. that's the closest we get to uh, yeah. weather here. Occasionally, yes. it rains like once every three months. Um, other than that, man, I don't know. I we're we're heading into oh. Uh, we're heading into, like, the holiday season. Mm, you know, I mean, like, starting with Halloween to the end of the year. And yeah. I really, uh, now I'm of an age, uh, you know, not to age myself, but uh, where I have to really think about how I lay out a weekend. Um, oh, yeah. For example, I, I have three events this coming weekend. Oh, my God. And Why would la- you do that? <laughs> well, because, I, well, I think I'm, like, in my mind, like, like, a lot of people are making up for the pandemic, where it's like, well, people yeah. are having parties at their house again. like. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, there's more stuff. Like, there's so many events. So, but I, last weekend, I had uh, something Saturday night I was really excited about. I had been planning for it. You know, like, I was going to go. And then Friday, I happened to go out with a wonderful friend of mine, Scott. I don't know if you listen to this, but how's it going? Hi, Scott. And we had a great time. And then the next day, I simply was too tired to go mm-hmm. anywhere. And it's like, oh, oh yes. I have to— um, that's I have to be mindful of that. Yeah. So and and that's it's it is not drinking everywhere I go, which I think is important for us to look at that. What, what, yes. Our habits, but yes. it's also just more like getting sleep. When it's do I even when, just like mm-hmm. nights? Like I need nights at home. I did not used to 100%. need that as a young yes. person, and Oof. I really like. I need night, even if there was activity during the day. Yeah. That's chill as long as night is at home. Yes, I agree. Like, I did a circle line cruise and then, like, early, like, late lunch, early dinner last Sunday. I was home by 7.30. Heaven. So, like, we were, like, a little drunk and high, but, like, I threw on sweatpants and I had, like, three solid hours of, like, chilling on the couch. And, like, then that sleep is just better than, like, when you, like, bust in the door at 1.30 and you just, like, collapse into your bed. 
Yeah, and I guess it's like, oh, if you're a young person listening to this, go do everything. Go do go, it. Do it go, now. Go travel. Go to every party. Do any weird, dumb thing. You're like, gosh, should I do this? Just go do it. Because when you're our age, you can still do those things. You're just like, or. But they have to be spaced out. <laughs> I can put on some comfortable pants and write in my journal and mm-hmm. do a lot of reading and some th- and thinking. Yes. And go on TikTok. And boy, that sounds nice, doesn't it? It's nice. So. Just being alone with your phone on the couch. <laughs> Ooh. Um, my best friend, the couch. Um, the but yeah. So I would say, in general, good. Just try to be mindful of my our aging bodies. Our aging um, bodies. But uh, yeah, one of the events was a Lesbians Over 30 event called Hot Flash. That That's I'm hoping funny. will be like monthly or something. I don't know. In LA. And uh, the first comment on Instagram was is giving perimenopause and I'm like that's mm-hmm. I love that that's great. where I'm at great great um perfect space uh, speaking of some ladies who aren't gonna make it to perimenopause oh, let's no. get into the movie of this week uh, which was a pandemic hit it came out in 2020 if you are someone who listens to the pod who watches horror I think you probably have seen this already because it was kind of a to-do during um the sort of the initial uh year of the pandemic, the multi-year pandemic that we're all just kind of moving on from and we're never going to process any of it because we don't know how. We don't have the emotional um, maturity as a nation, let alone as a planet. But um, yeah, it's called Host. And it what was really fun about it is, one, it is set during the pandemic. And I feel like it's the least- They turned this thing around fast because I like it came out in July of 2020. I mean- and and well done. And yeah. also, I think, you know, there's a, there was a lot of stuff, like people greenlighting stuff about the pandemic. And you could tell, even then, it's like, no one is going to no. want to experience this through a no. TV show or whatever. No. So a horror movie is a perfect way to capture that sort of, we're all on a new technology that everyone has to interact with. Everyone is isolated in their own homes. Like, it plays with a lot of those fun um, yes. elements. What was the other movie kind of like in this, like uh, Unfriended? Was that yes, the other one un- that we did? That was like all, yeah. Yes. So it's basically um, what it, it, sort of a computer screen horror movie. Yeah. Much like Unfriended, we are just watching entirely a Zoom um, meeting, essentially, yeah. between friends. Much like Unfriended was, was it Skype or what were they on? Were they on FaceTime? I think it was like Facebook Messenger, like Something iconic for the time. Um, But yeah, so we're on Zoom. So again, very timely. And then this was, I think, very exciting. But then, you know, streaming should open up like a lot of options, like in terms of like things being non-traditional lengths. You'd think. However, it just seems like streaming because it's designed to make money. They just sort of standardize it to what they think will make money, even if it is bad, it doesn't make sense. This movie is 56 fucking minutes long. I'm obsessed with that. Obsessed. I want want way more of that and way less anything longer than that. (laughs) This is all, as as we've discussed, no horror movie needs to be longer than 90 minutes. Correct. This this movie is exactly as long as it needs to be. Wow. And it works perfectly. You know, we're not As someone who's currently uh, just finished watching America and the Holocaust, um, uh, Ken Burns, PBS, uh, where every episode is over two hours. Wow. I was like, oh, it's only three episodes. I was like, oh, wait, it's Ken Burns. Was it good? Did you, would you recommend What's good? it? What is oh, good I don't about know. the Holocaust? My mom was well, like, did you watch it yet? And I was like, okay. Um, oh, so, so talk about it with your mom. Okay, that makes sense. It is um, good, and I think it's really important in light of everything mm, that's happening currently yeah. with anti-Semitism in this country and that has been continuing to happen. But, whew, it is a lot of time. Yeah, God bless Ken Burns, though. Yeah, it's really well done if you want that kind of horror. 
Um, well, speaking of our Ken Burns documentary host, um, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, they uh, basically shot it over 12 weeks directly in Zoom during the pandemic. And so, like, everyone had to, because they were, all, everyone was in lockdown. So they had to set up, like, their own lighting and, like, cameras. And it, I thought it turned out great. It has some effects in it that are incredibly well done, considering how they had to shoot this. So, yeah. Shout out to the director, Rob Savage, written by Gemma, Gemma, sorry. There's so many British names in this. Gemma Hurley, Rob Savage, and Jed Shepard. And yeah, uh, toast toast to them. Hats off to these these people. Um, but let us begin. We always like to have Allison watch the trailer. What did you think about the trailer for the movie host? I mean, well done. I have to say, like, so many... Somebody tweeted about this, and I fully agree. Like, there's a lot of, like, movies and shows that will use, like, Zoom or video conferencing as a device. Mm -hmm. But they make it look—it doesn't look right. It looks wrong. Like, it looks wrong. It looks like a—in the the tweet, they were like, it looks like a pre-recorded video every time. And this felt very authentic. Like, I think because it was actually done this way and not, like—they weren't cheating Zoom with, like, good cameras. They were using Zoom. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. So I I appreciate the authenticity, and it was very scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we so yeah, we like to get baseline scary. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of deciding with your friends to hold a séance over Zoom? Very. I don't do that. Like, don't do it. It's not real. But it's if not it real. Is, but also, don't do it. Also, don't do it. And certainly don't do it if you believe it's real, as we've discussed yes. many times in this pod. What are you doing? And it's just like, if you're all together in a house and you do something, at least you're all together. I think, like, doing it over yes. Zoom is so much scarier because you're, like, just sitting in your— Like, I assume that it's a lot of people who are like, I'm alone in my home. Like, that was—like, then it's like, oh, no, I'm scared. I'm alone. Yeah. So I think that that's a real—like, I would almost rather do a seance— with a group in a, in a room. A hundred percent. I think so. Yeah, there's people there. There's, you know, something were to happen. Again, were the things to happen that happened in this film happened, there's probably not much anybody could do about it. Uh, once you out of your the, hands. Yeah, let the cat out of the bag. Um, I also want to add that this, um, according to the uh, writers of this movie, basically like the actors were given just sort of um, – you know, sort of a treatment, and then they improvise their conversations. And I think in this movie, they did a really great job because there are plenty of movies, horror movies included, where you could tell it's improvised. And improvisation is a very hard skill to do right yes. and have it be natural. Yes. And I thought everyone in this did a really excellent job. Oh, that's great. I love yeah, that. Yeah, they really kept played it close to the vest and played it super realistic. Um, yeah, I, 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 the idea that someone would hold a seance at all a questionable to do it alone in their home. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Horrifying. Um, and based on what you know from the trailer and, you know, the ambient information you have from society, Allison, would you like to please guess the twist? Guess the twist. I'm going to go ahead and guess that um, the devil has entered the chat mm-hmm. um, and that... Mm-hmm. He is kind of similar to Unfriended, like, has joined, but they don't know. Yeah. Wonderful. As he's wont to do, the devil is joining the chat. Um, All right, so let us begin, and we will ruin 2020's host. So we open on our Zoom call 
Uh, we see this woman, Haley, walking through her apartment. Um, they are British, I want to say. It, it, yes, it's. I don't know why I suddenly became doubtful of that. It's set in the UK. They're British. Okay. And so I'm going to refer to their apartment as a flat because it just seems more fun. And that also, fun. also a lot of these apartments are like two stories, like they're like a split level. Mm-hmm. I'm very yeah. jealous of every oh, fucking apartment. Stairs? Get out of here! Can you imagine? Um, no, I can't. Honestly, <laughs> she's walking through her apartment and she sort of perches her laptop on her bed, and we're angled at like a full length mirror while she gets dressed. And she hears a loud thud. Immediately, I'm terrified. And she sort of picks up her laptop and creeps down the hallway towards her kitchen. Suddenly, a closet door slowly swings open, and then a bunch of, like, uh, hockey equipment falls out. It's just a bunch of shit falling out of a closet, Allison. It's totally fine. That happens. He picks it up. She picks it up, only to hear the thud again. And she sort of creeps back towards the window. And it's, like, afternoon, so it's still light out. Light out, okay. She opens the curtain and she sees it's her friend Gemma who is joining the Zoom, is throwing stones at her window, basically saying, let, let me into the Zoom. So Gemma and um, Haley live close enough that they just could stop over Down each other's house. Okay. I like so that. She, yeah. So Gemma joins from her phone. And there's a lot of like business between like joining with your phone, you're suddenly mobile, you're a laptop seated, yes. you're carrying your laptop. So there are a couple of moments where I'm like, I don't know if this makes sense, but you know what I mean? It's, hey, once I, yeah, you're in it, it, you're in it. You you're know? a little trapped with the technology. So whatever they need to do to get around that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't, it's like dead stream. I don't give a fuck. I don't, you saw, you filmed a ghost. Totally. I believe everything yeah. you show, show me after that. Okay. So um, Gemma's on her way home and she's uh, got her, she's on her phone and they're talking about what they're doing tonight, which is, of course, a Zoom seance. And Haley is the one spearheading this. She has worked with this uh, medium before named Ceylon. And, um, you know, it's the pandemic. It's like a fun thing. They're like drink wine and like communicate with the dead, you know, just fun stuff like that. And at one point, Gemma signs on when she gets home on her laptop and her phone. So it's like creating this like annoying feedback, like audio oh loop. Oh God. Yeah. I know. Brings you back to when we all had to learn um, how to. As if I know how to this. avoid that now. Like, <laughs> well, luckily, Haley keeps saying, turn off the sound on your laptop and she still can't get it. Like, she can't figure it out. Um, a relatable moment. And so as they are sort of setting up, their other friends join. So there's a Gemma and an Emma. Oh, that's rude. And then there's a Gemma in the movie with a J, and one of the writers was Gemma with a G. And I was like, British people, you got to branch out. We need some more names. Um, Also, their friend Radina joins. And Radina coughs on camera. And they all joke, like, oh, you've you've got it. You've got COVID. It's like, oh, how fun to be back in the middle of a a terrifying uh, epidemic. uh, To be that early, uh, you know, when we had to make those jokes. And Haley says, yeah, at this point, you have to fart to cover up a cough. So something to keep in mind. Um, Behind her, Regina is sitting in her kitchen and her boyfriend is like angrily chopping vegetables. So like obviously there's something else going on in their relationship. Yeah. And there's also also some tension. (laughs) And Caroline, another friend, joins. She's staying with her sweetheart dad, Pat, who keeps like going out. And then Caroline's panicking where it's like, you can't just go out right now. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm 85. What could happen? I mean, you're going to die. But okay. But uh, so everyone um, gets on the call and then Rodina gets up to talk to her boyfriend who's like chopping her. And so we kind of get the little gossip like that they have about her. And they're like, 
bitch, you didn't know him. Like, you know, don't tell her we're saying this, but you should not have asked him to move in during the lockdown. Like, you, we, we weren't that far into the relationship. So that's obviously what's going on. It's like they, Regina and her boyfriend, who we find out his name is Alan, moved in. And, like, there's obviously, like, they probably shouldn't have done that, but then everyone's stuck. And again, another horrifying yeah. element that yes. we so quickly yes. forget. Um, and Emma keeps putting on, like, a, a ghoul filter, like a snake filter, like, keeps putting filters on her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everyone goes around and, like, show, like, their favorite filters. And then Caroline has made, like, a backdrop, like, as a joke. So it's, she's wearing her pajamas, and then she made a loop of herself walking into her bedroom with her pajamas and then, like, taking pajamas out of, a like, a drawer. So when she puts it up, it looks like she's walking to her room. Obviously, we're going to see that in a little bit. You yeah. know, that will be part of the fun. Um, and then they have one male friend, Teddy. And there's something, like, that they, again, they do a very, like, subtle, and they don't really necessarily explore it, but, like, Caroline is immediately like, oh, Teddy's joining. Like, so I, I don't know if we're supposed to think, like, they maybe had something in the past because they're, like, okay. in their 30s. Yeah. Or if she's interested in Teddy and is mm-hmm. sort of, you know— because we find out that uh, Teddy's dating this new woman, uh, Ginny, who they all talk shit about. They're like, you could talk to her about three things. She's so fucking annoying. <laughs> Gemma says, do you see all those? She has always has those fake tan, like, uh, marks on her hands, like, on the side of her hands, which is, like, the exact kind of mean thing you would say about somebody. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's exactly, like, the the (laughs) specific thing where you're, like, Mm, yeah. Yuck. And it's like, hey, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's also like, it's like, they don't say anything like she's a bad person. It's just like, right, they think she's like, gross and tacky, I guess. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> so Teddy signs on and he's sitting with Ginny near her parents' pool. Like, obviously she's loaded. They're, they they went to go stay at Ginny's uh, rich-ass parents' house. But as a result, like, his signal keeps cutting out because they're in the, um like, country. you know, they're in the country. Burbs. And so he's showing them their old, like, rambling British country house. Again, so jealous. And including, like, a marionette with, like, bright orange yarn for hair. There's a full bar. You know, and and he's joking, like, you know, I can't really get, like, pissed in front of her parents. I can't can't at least Red Ted. And they're all like, Red Ted, because he's a redhead. So I'm assuming Red Ted was his drunken alter ego from college or something. So, but we're getting it down to business. And Caroline says, does, do you have your item? And everyone has an item they need to bring to the seance. That's like a personal item. And Ted's is, he has his grandmother's jewelry box with a ballerina that dances around and spins inside and plays a little song. And he said he always hated it as a kid because his brother used to terrify him with it. Like he would put it somewhere and now start playing it. Good. It's good to bring a terrifying item to a seance, I think. Yeah, it should already, something that's already scary. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... Everyone's kind of, like, joking around, like, oh, you know, Ted says, can we take a shot every time the the medium says astral plane? And they're like, yeah, let's get drunk. Haley is like, this person is a friend of mine. I've done spiritual work with her before. I need you all to take this serious. You know, it's like, all right, okay, we'll we'll try to rate it in. But, you know, she sort of is chiding them, but then Haley takes a Polaroid of the screen of them, like, all cheersing at the same time. And they all say, happy spooky, which is, you know, the last good moment Bye-bye. that I'll have alive. Yeah, pretty yes. much. So Haley receives a text from the psychic, and Ted plays a little jewelry box music, and Ceylon, the medium, is in the waiting room, and she joins. And, you know, again, it has that very, like, long, wavy gray hair, very soothing. You immediately trust her, you know, that she's going to connect you with the spiritual realm. And uh, Ceylon herself says, you know, she's never done a seance over Zoom, 
Um, but it should be the exact same. They just have to do a lot more visualization. Like they have to visualize that they're in a circle together. Much like you said, like visualize you're in, in the same room. Um, she asks, does everyone have their trigger objects? Again, I do not. If I'm going to be a seance, I do not want to bring an object that's going to trigger me. No. It just seems like the worst thing to bring. I want to bring something that's like a comfort object yes. when things get out of hand. Where exactly. It's like, and now you look at this coffee cup that you like. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Just I want something to bring, pedestrian. I want to bring a bag of those. Uh, Snoop Dogg has these new weed Funyuns. I want to be holding that. That will yes. give me comfort. Um, and, but there are some substantive, substantive questions that the attendees are asking. So Gemma says, um, you know, if I don't uh, speak Chinese, can I talk to my grandparents who only spoke Chinese? Is that going to be a problem on the spirit realm? Salem says, no, no, no problem. There's no spoken language on the astral plane. And then, so everyone oh, okay. looks at each other and everyone but Haley, like, takes a little drink, you know, to the side. Um, Gemma says, can I talk to a dead pet? Allison, she absolutely can talk to a dead pet. There, again, there's no language, so you can communicate with any deceased entity, I guess. I want to talk to my kitties. I would be nice. Also, what would they say? Would they be, would they be like, what are you doing here, bitch? What are like, you doing here? Do you have anything better to do? We're cats. <laughs> this is like, embarrassing. <laughs> You're going to see us in like two years. Like, what are you, why are you here? Um, so Ceylon says everyone has to light. So everyone also has a candle. So everyone has to light their candle. They're going to begin... Um, she says, here's what will happen. We're going to start this. And then usually like a name will come to mind or an image or a feeling physical. You might hear a knocking, your candle will flicker, or you'll feel like you're being touched, you know, on the shoulder. Oh. And before they start, Ted says, what was the name of that plane again? It says, says the astral plane. And they all take a drink. Um, and so she also tells them, which again is like, I would not be doing this. Again, I don't believe in this, but also like why tempt fate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Salon tells them because they're on Zoom, they're more vulnerable when they're, you know, sort of reaching out to the spirits. Well, they don't do it on Zoom. Don't Seems do it on Zoom. Seems like something you could wait until we could all be in person again. Right, exactly. The spirits will still be there. They're dead. They're going to be here forever. Find another activity to do on Zoom that doesn't summon, you know, open the gates of hell. Watch a fucking movie. Like we're all we're doing. Yes. So um, Salon has them visualize basically a cord attached to their waist, tied to their front doors, that are sort of tethering them into the seance. And when the seance ends, they can they have to visualize cutting the cord, which will then cut them from the spirit realm. So it's sort of just visualizing themselves tethering uh, themselves okay. to their space. So then she has them all close their eyes, shut off the lights other than their candle, and imagine that they are together physically in a circle. She also plays isocratic tones, which I meant to Google what that means, but they're very soothing... Um, all right. Tones that I'm assuming ghost-like. Um, oh. Iso. Um, they're single single tones. Isochron. No, that's isochronic. Is that what she said? Um, you know, we may never know, but they're it sort matter. of a We're never going to figure it out. Isochronic tones, I guess that's a single tones that come on and off at regular evenly spaced intervals. So sort of All right, so it's like meditative, mm -hmm. soothing. Yes, um, yeah. Something meditative um, yeah. right. to, again— uh, communicate with the dead, I suppose. And, um, you know, when everyone's in darkness, their candles lit, uh, Ginny comes in to interrupt Ted. And they're like, oh, my God, she's the fucking worst. Like, everyone, especially Caroline, is pissed. It's like, why are you busting so she's up not part sands? of the no. group watching. Okay, he's yeah, just she at just, her place, and she's around. Yeah, so she's is like, I want I want to hang out with you. I don't want to do the seance. So really, Ginny is the hero, the heroine of this movie because she basically forces Ted to sign off and everyone else is pissed. But, you know, everyone should have signed off at this point. Got it. 
And Salen says, hey, don't worry if people need to leave. Like, it's totally fine. It's not going to disrupt our ability to be possessed. And the gals say, possess. Salen says, no, no. Oh, it's just a term. It's just a term that we all know what it means and it's not good. I don't trust this witch. Absolutely fucking not. It's like, this is a term for when a spirit inhabits your body to communicate. But she says it as if that's going to be reassuring. Rather than, oh, the most horrifying, insane, like, reality-destroying uh, no. thing. No. I don't want that to happen to No. Me. I don't yeah. want that. <laughs> um, and so she has all of them ask out loud for a spirit to come forward, to identify themselves, and to let her, Ceylon, know if they hear anything. Suddenly, behind Redina, a light starts moving around. And Ceylon calls the group's attention to it. It's like, I see something. Redina's, of course, like, oh, it's because it's dark in here. So it's like a reflection of the fridge light off the screen or something. You know what I mean? So it's not like, yeah. it's, it, is it a ghost or is it the microwave Just light? ambient you know? light, yeah. Suddenly, there's a thud, which everyone hears. And Ceylon calls for the spirit to knock once more. If you're there, Allison, it knocks twice. Suddenly, Ceylon leaps up. It turns out the knocking was actually at her front door. She's like, I'm so sorry. I ordered delivery food. That's me. I, it was supposed to come. It was supposed to come. Where it's like, so you're going to just eat like a delicious curry in front of these ladies like, like while you connect them to on the dead? Zoom? No. <laughs> right. Again, I guess if you're doing Zoom seances, you kind of just got to take whoever you could get to do it. Yeah. You know? It's true. In this case, you got a hungry lady. So she gets up to go to the door and. Hey, while she's gone, Haley's like, oh, I just felt like there was a hand on my shoulder. That was very weird. And they all kind of laugh. Suddenly, Gemma jumps up screaming. And she grabs her neck and she says, there's this intense, almost unbearable pressure on my neck. And she freaks out. But Ceylon comes back and sort of like guides her through like her panic. It says, is there a name occurring to you? And Gemma says, um, the name Jack's come to mind. Okay. That's good. Do you know anyone called Jack who's passed? Yeah. Who was this very sweet boy. They weren't like necessarily friends in high school, but she was in an accident one time. She Her head got cracked open and Jack helped her. Jesus. And unfortunately, later in high school, he then hanged himself and died. Ooh. So it was a traumatic Dark. thing. And that's the only Jack that she knows. And Ceylon's consoling her as Gemma's like trying not to sob. And just when she's about to tell Gemma what to do about the whole pressure on the neck thing, Ceylon's call drops from the Zoom. Allison, my question is, at this point, in the seance, or in the movie, rather, what would you do? What would you do? I'd be like, guys, this was a um, an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. A blast and a half. But I do think it's, we just call it, like, she's eating... She's in and out. <laughs> We're talking about now. Now there's like physical stuff feels like it's happening. Like maybe we just like call it, watch TV. We can all reconvene on Zoom another time to do something else. Like this is not, I'm out. Agreed. I think the delivery food really, really would have thrown me. That, I would have been like, oh, so she's just going to be eating during this? Yeah. Or? You can't take, like, how long is this supposed to last? Like, it's an hour? Like, what are we, why are you like getting, just get it after? Like, and also, like, what did you order? Can I right. see it? Like, right. what? should we have all ordered food? Like, yeah. I don't, like, that's the thing. It's like when one person is eating and no one else is eating. That's rude. Rude. Even if it's on Zoom. Yeah, and I guess sort of think on some level that maybe it's already too late to leave. But also, they don't try, so we'll never right. know. Right, well, that's you the know? thing. It's like, no one's going to try. Yeah. Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. 
The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Bettys.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S.com. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Okay, so Ceylon Straw from the call, they're like, oh my God. Suddenly, Gemma looks up with like tears in her eyes with a big smile on her face. Allison, the whole Jack story was fake. And they're like, why would you do this? Especially Haley, who genuinely believes in this. They're like, what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? She's like, I was just, it's just getting kind of boring. I just want to move the seance along. Okay, well, it's going to get less boring soon, I believe. A hundred percent. And Emma, but like everyone's kind of shocked. And then like, especially Emma and Haley, Emma's like, I really believed you. I felt bad, you know? Like, and that's another part of it too. It's like, you made your friends like, Think this work, made up a person that to, to make us sad that they died by suicide? That's terrible. But... No one is as mad as Haley. And Haley's, like, frantically texting Ceylon to, like, get her back on the call. Meanwhile, everyone gets up to pee, get a glass of water, and they all sit back down, and Haley is pissed at Gemma. And she's like, Gemma's like, oh, I have a name coming through. It's it's Haley, and she's mad at me. And then Haley snaps back, like, you're not taking this seriously. Why did you even agree to do this? And then they're just getting into it, like, Why full Why did fighting. anybody agree to do this? Great That's question. That's a great question. I, I 100% would have done this. I 100% would have done this. Would, would you not. have done this? Okay. No. And I think you're right for it. But I would, if someone asked me to do this, oh, I'd have, I'd be, I'd have a little demon in me right now. Like, I, I would be a, a mech suit. I'd be a puppet for a demon. Because I would have, just because it was so boring at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, there wasn't much going on. Like, it was, like, yeah, tough. Um, So they're, like, arguing back and forth. And the other women are like, okay, all right, let's go down. You know, Allison, suddenly, Haley's chair and she's also sitting in her kitchen, like at her desk, is jerked violently backwards, and she slides, like, forcefully across the kitchen tile and only stops when she, like, slams into the cabinets behind her. Okay. And she stands up and she says to them, I think something is here. And then she says something that I think is the exact opposite of my reaction. She says, something is here. We have to keep going with the seance. No. 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 The opposite is true. A hundred percent. Like, oh, so you have more to ghosts? stop. Yeah, a ghost could pull out your, like, pull your chair, and we're going to keep going to communicate with it more? I don't know. Right. We want to see what it's up to? Yeah. So it's not going to give you, like, money. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is it going to give us? Money? Money? Um, Haley uh, calls out of the spirit. Everyone watches. She hears a thud. And so she has everyone turn up their mics and sort of, like, picks up her laptop to look, walk through her dark and flat. Again, I'd be turning on all the lights, but again, that's just me. There's no ghosts. However, there's a loud thud, but this time it came 
from inside Carolyn's apartment. Haley tells Carolyn, you have to check it out. Emma says, that's a stupid idea. Do not go check it out. Correct. And Carolyn, remember, is the one with the, but also, like, she's staying with her dad. So if I'm staying with my elderly father during the pandemic, I hear a thought, I'm like, great, dad collapsed. Dad died. Yeah. Yeah, dad hit the the floor like a ton of bricks. So I'm sure Caroline's like, dad, you know, like, try to find him. Unfortunately, Allison, the source of the thud seems to be the attic. So she uh, opens the attic door and it's oh, why would it pull you? down. You got to go into the attic if you're you got to go into the around. attic. Yeah, your dad's dead demonic body could be up there. You got to go check it out. Um, so she opens up the attic door, and of course the little like ladder comes down. If I were to open that, my own dead body would fall out. Like that's why I would never open an attic door. It's like because I'm already dead in there, and I'm just gonna fall on, onto myself. And she's about to crawl up like the stairs and uh, ladder rather. And luckily, she thinks twice. She, I thought she was on a laptop, but she must be on a phone because she gets like a selfie stick and she lifts it into the attic ahead of her. Very smart, a smart woman. Actually, incredibly smart. <laughs> Allison, as Caroline moves the camera sort of in a circle, a classic horror movie circle around the yeah, uh, attic around. door, in the darkness of the attic, we see hanging no. two pale men's legs <gasps> with no shoes or socks or pants dangling from a hanged body. But because Carolyn isn't watching the screen, like right, she everybody can't else see it. sees it. So everyone's like, well, go back, go back. But when she does, the legs are gone. The body is gone. Carolyn, however, is still deeply fucked up and starts sobbing and begs Haley, call Ceylon back. Get that bitch back on the Zoom. Yeah. What is happening? I mean, don't get her back on the Zoom, but I guess uh, I would want some answers. A hundred percent. I mean, like, she's at this point, I'm like, you, you started this. You have to fucking finish it. Also, we're paying you, right? Like, I hate to right. be, like, a, a white woman about this, but it's like, but like where's the manager? We hired you for a job. You're just eating delicious Thai food. You're not even helping us. And now a ghost is going to start murdering us. Yeah. What are we What are we paying you for? Give us our money back. Meanwhile, I mean, we're going to be dead soon, but give us our money right. back. Right. Throw the money into my coffin so at least yes. I have it in hell. I'm taking it back from you. How dare you? So um, Haley looks into the darkness of her own apartment and says, do you guys see that? It looked at me. Oh, no, Allison. But fortunately, instead of turning I don't like the f- anything looking at me. No, I don't. One, one, <laughs> don't look it, at me. One, it has eyes. Two, it has intent. Three, I'm there. <laughs> intent. Three things I hate. Um, intent. So Haley uses, instead of turning the light on, she uses her Polaroid and takes, so it's like the flashes light of the darkness. Allison, she holds up the Polaroid to the Zoom and in the furthest corner of her bedroom, which is like on the other end of the hallway, the last room, we see, of course, a hanging body. Suddenly, at her apartment, Emma's wine glass just fucking shatters. And she, you know, crawls to the other side of a room, panicking. Yes. Finally, Haley's calling Ceylon, is able to get her on the phone, puts it on speaker. Ceylon's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. My internet is out. I'm just, again, her mouth is practically full. Like, when she's talking, like, I'm so sorry, you know. She's like, oh, my camera's off. I'm, um... Setting up. Like, um, just all wants these, to just, like, be on the couch. Yeah. All these samosas flew into my mouth as soon as I dropped out of the call. Mm, samosas. And she tells them, hey, don't worry. Keep calm. It, it, this is probably just Jack trying to communicate with you. Like, it's kind, it's terrifying, but, like, this is the, this is what the spirits have to offer. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of chit-chat. It's like, I'm dead. This is how I died. Yep. And Haley says, well, that's a good question. Hey, uh, Gemma, how about you tell us, tell her what you told us about Jack? And and uh, Gemma has to admit, Jack isn't real. 
And much like in Deadstream, uh, if you listen to that episode, there's a moment where they ask like a, an older, wiser woman about Slug and she says, oh, he, that guy's going to die. Much yeah. like this, they say to say like, well, we inadvertently maybe spoke aloud and summon a fictional entity, a person that didn't exist. What would that do? And Sailor goes, well, that's bad. Um, and <laughs> she says, imagine like you created a mask. So now anything can come true and wear that mask. We, we don't know what it might be. So essentially oh. you've created the idea of Jack and something could enter Jack and then use that idea to enter our world. See, explain this- that up top. Put that in the waiver. Yes, that's something that everybody should know because, like, yeah. a lot of people are assholes who will be like, oh, yeah, let's, like, fuck around. I also, like, as someone who is more to the side of rule-following than rule-breaking, mm-hmm. I would be very mad that this all also, like, went off the rails because I'm like, no, you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. You know what? 100%. This, like— and that is the problem with all these movies is you don't know what movie you're in, so you don't know what the rules are. This is why you shouldn't just, like, fuck around and be an asshole. Yes, fuck around, and truly you will find you out. You will find out. And Ceylon says, if we're lucky, the thing that came through in the, in the, through the idea of Jack is just another spirit. And so, of course, they ask, well, what, what if we're not lucky? She says, of course, well, then it could be something demonic. I don't think that these are lucky people. No, no, not so far and definitely not in a couple minutes here. Ceylon tells them, okay, we're going to shut this shit down, okay? So we're going to close off the seance. We're going to end this because that seems the safest thing to do. Yes, correct. Smart. So everyone visualized their tethered cord and we will, we're going to ask the spirit for its message one last time and then we're going to mentally snip the cord. Just then, the light in Haley's apartment turns on. So obviously, you know, something has happened. And all together, Ceylon has them ask, are you a friend to the spirits? Everyone's lights flicker at the same time. But Ceylon's call drops again. And Haley's like, like, ugh, spectrum. Like, (laughs) honestly, I don't, like, where do you live? I mean, I guess the first time she did it, so she didn't know how unreliable her internet is. I was going to say, like, if you're going to have a business that is based on you being available and present during an experience. Right. You have to have a stable internet connection. But I will say this was the time in the pandemic when we're all sort of learning, you know, like our old apartment, like, my God, like we could barely record. So I imagine the same thing. She could barely get through to the spirit realm um, via Zoom. But Haley, because she's done, not seances particularly, but like has done work with Salem before, is like, that's okay, I could do it. No, you can't. And she said, let's visualize the rope thing, you know? And Gemma's immediately like, let's not do this. You don't know what you're doing. So you cannot start to start leading the spiritual thing. And then Haley says, shut the fuck up, Gemma. And they're arguing back and forth, you know. And it is sort of like, well, I've seen this before, so I could do it. It's like, I don't know why you think that, but okay. So Haley tries to guide the group and visualize the the circle that they're in. And then at the end has everyone blow out their candles in addition to snipping their little cords, thus breaking Mm -hmm. the circle and ending the seance. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they do it, like, everything seems fine. Like, the tension goes out of the room. Everything seems normal. So they're all, like, laughing nervously, like, ha-ha, that's probably the end of it. We're probably okay. That's it. Uh, Regina stands up, and they realize that she's in the bathroom, and she's like, sorry, I was having a panic wee. I just, like, in the middle of this, I had to pee. And the toilet flushes, and everyone jumps, laughing. And they're like, oh, my God, we can't wait to tell Teddy about this. But just then, Allison, Redina realizes that her boyfriend, Alan, isn't there. And she calls his phone. The phone's just in the bathroom. So he has left. 
or at least isn't there. And he has left, left his, his phone, phone in the bathroom. Yeah, and he's gone. So it's like, that's not a good sign. And she said, like, did anyone see leave Alan leaving? Because he would have been behind her. It's like, did anyone see him walk out? Maybe he went to his brother's house because it's not too far away. And it's like, you know, that was our, what was the, oh my God. I'm like, already I forget. What, what was it we call it? Your like little cluster of people that you hang out pod. with during the, your pod. So it's like, oh, his brother's in our pod. So maybe he went there because he was like mad at me or something. But everyone's like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's Alan. The ghosts aren't going to kill us. So it's fine. When he's mad at you, it'll be fine. And Emma's laughing and she sort of puts a snake face filter on and she holds up. She's like, I drank a whole bottle of wine. I was so nervous during this. And Jim, Sounds like me. A hundred percent. Yeah. And Gemma and um, Gemma and Haley still have like a little bit of like, there's like tension. And Gemma says like, I'm probably going to bounce. But Haley said, you know, we should stay here until Radina sorts out where Alan is. Like, I don't want to just leave her if something actually happened. Meanwhile, Caroline has left the room and they see her re-enter, but it's obviously the video loop that she showed us earlier of her and her like jammies. And they realize this. And Uh-oh. so H- Haley decides I'm going to give Caroline a call because Caroline kind of left without yeah. saying anything. Allison, suddenly Caroline's bloody face smashes into her laptop camera. So sort of breaking the illusion of the loop, we see through the loop, um, the backdrop, her face smashing in a laptop and knocking it to the ground before the loop just starts again. So there's a glimpse of Caroline being brutalized in her room that they can, that is it's just a millisecond. And like some of them weren't looking at the screen and then the feed kind of drops out entirely before coming back. And so, but Gem and Haley saw it and they're no. freaking out, right? Yeah. I would freak out about that. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't even have fucking time to deal with that because they look at Emma's screen and Emma is holding her laptop up. There's a floating filter face, which looks like just like a heavily made up face of makeup in the trailer. And so the idea is like- Super scary. The computer is identifying a human face where there is no human face. But is there a little bit of a a spirit face? Perhaps a demon face. face. So again, Emma does something that neither one of us would do, which of course is inch towards the face. And reach out to touch it. To what end? We may never know. Why? I I don't know. And it turns to her before just like blinking out of existence. So it's disappeared. The thing is gone. Meanwhile, Haley is calling Caroline on like on speaker. She's not picking up. We already saw her face is covered in blood. She's not. She's dead. Yeah, she's not home right now. She's in heaven. Um, And so Emma, thinking quickly, grabs a bag of flour um, which again Smart. was a hot, hot commodity. And Emma oh, yeah. spring, like throws it where the face was to be like, is there something is there? Is there something? Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of her kitchen cabinet doors slam open. Everything starts dumping out. And when oh she God. turns back, she, she sees bare human feet coming through her, towards her in the flower. Mm-hmm. And then everything mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. like goes nuts. Like things are jumping out of the cabinets. The overhead light explodes into sparks. And she tries to run down the hallway. But as we watch, she's lifted in the air. We literally see her like bunny rabbit slippers kicking. And then she's dropped from the ceiling. Which brings me to my question, Allison. Who will survive this film? Who will survive? All right, we've got, as of right now, Emma, Haley, Gemma, Redina... Ted, because he's not here, and then Ceylon. So, Caroline, I think we can go ahead and say it's a it's a feature. It's over. We're gonna see her again, but she's not gonna it, be in a good state. No. So, and then Ceylon, the um, 
uh, psychic? I think that only Ted will survive. Great. Okay. I think everybody else is going to, like, one by one die because they've been part of the Zoom. Maybe then, the psychic. Okay. And then uh, what about Ginny, Ted's girlfriend? Ted's girlfriend. I wanted to, yeah. Um, Acknowledge her contributions. I, I think that they'll, I think they'll both be alive. Okay. Great. Hey, pet parents. Are you searching for the perfect place for your dog to play? Check out Camp Bow Wow. Our safe and supervised doggy daycare and boarding ensures your pup gets the socialization they crave while giving you peace of mind. With our certified staff and clean and spacious facilities, your dog will have a blast making friends and staying active. Join the Camp Bow Wow Pack today. Your first day is free. Visit us at CampBowWow.com. Franchise opportunities available. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. All right. So fortunately, after being dropped from the ceiling, Emma is alive, but like obviously panicking. So she runs into her room to like essentially hide under the covers, like screaming. And Haley and uh, Gemma decide... Everyone has to get out of the house. Everyone leave their houses. Again, we know by now that doesn't really do anything. The spirits don't really care about houses. Yeah, they're not like inside, outside. Yeah, or okay. like as demons in this case. So unfortunately, Redina, who has been like on the phone trying to call Alan's brother, looks over and sees smoke billowing from her oven. So I guess like Alan was cooking something in, because he's gone. It's in the oven burning. And I wanted to ask Allison, would you rather be murdered by a ghost or— Die in a house fire specifically that Ghost. was caused because you put something in the oven and then forgot Ghost. about it. Ghost. 100%. Same. Right. Definitely ghost. Because I don't know how bad that would be, but I do know how bad it would be to die in a house fire. And then to yeah. have people be like, well, she well, left she in the oven. forgot. Well, it's kind of her fault. Yeah. That's what I don't want to be blamed. Oh, exactly. And I mean, as a woman, you will be blamed. You will like be. A domestic couldn't cook. That was the problem. Um, so they try to flag Redina down to say like, there's smoke, there's smoke. And she runs over to open it to open the oven. And she finally gets to the Zoom and she's like, what? Allison, Alan's corpse falls from the ceiling of their apartment, slamming into the ground. Regina's no fucking dummy. So as soon as she sees that, she runs to the front door to be like, I at least put some distance between me and this. Correct. Unfortunately, the door slams shut in front of her and then she's dragged down the hall by an unseen force holding her laptop. And we hear this sickening crack and then blood spatters the laptop camera, and then the Ooh. zoom is just sort of left to look at the ceiling. So we don't exactly see what happens, but we know Nothing that good. Regina dead. Yeah, that's um, it. Suddenly, we get a message from Caroline, and then her we see her again, her bloody face. She's alive. I thought she was dead the first time we saw her. She's oh. alive, getting smashed into her laptop over and over again, and asking them with a, through a mouthful of blood, help me, before being jerked away and then the loop of her in her pajamas starts playing again. 
So sorry, Caroline. Sorry, Regina. That's, yeah. That's it on both of them, I believe. Yeah, yes. First one's out um, for sure. Haley and Gemma immediately turn on each other. Haley, no, stop it, Haley. Haley, this is all your fault. Not my fault. This is your fault. You summoned like a fake ghost. And Gemma's like, this is your fucking fault. This is your idea. We all thought this was going to be a goof. Yeah. You know, and, and he was no like, goof. Yeah, he was like, you, I told you this was real. It's like, well, how was I supposed to know it was actually real? Just then, same thing that happened earlier. Haley's chair gets jerked violently away from the screen. And then, not only that, she's dragged by an unseen force screaming down the hallway with the kitchen door slamming behind her. So I think we're to think because, in part because she lives so close, and in part because she obviously feels guilty that she may have fucked this up for everybody, Gemma puts her little mask on, grabs her phone, and then runs to uh, Haley's house to try right, to help her. Because they're nearby, yeah. Leaving Emma alone, and Emma's like, you bitch, don't leave me here alone. Emma's just on the Zoom alone now, sobbing. Fortunately, Allison. Why is no one called, like, um, the police? The police? Anyone they know. I agree. They, Especially is, when she's like, help me. The only thing I can say to that is that they do, which I think is really fun, you see at the end, is like, this is all supposed to take place in 40 minutes because Haley okay, has the so- free version of Zoom. So okay, at the really end, it's funny. like you have 10 minutes left. It's so funny. I love that. That's so fun. So I think maybe this is just happening so fast. We're, we're to think that they it doesn't even occur to them. You know, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Emma, if I'm Emma, I'm calling 911. Even if they can't do anything, at least I call. Yeah, like you know? once, once it's like, oh, I'm alone on the Zoom and like everyone's dying, I'd call someone to do something. I don't know what they would do and who that would be even. Because like, again, exactly. like our deep distrust of the police is right um, yeah, the but, cops just show up and just shoot you like in the middle yeah, of your seance. Yeah, they're just like, That's I don't know, question. you're a woman. You're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops to prove that anything happened here. And it's like, okay. Um, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. you're right. And maybe that's why she's like, listen, the calculus, who am I going to call? Right. Were, would that there were Ghostbusters. Um, I just also want to say that uh, this is a non sequitur, but um, Joy Behar last week, mm-hmm. or not last week, but recently, um, said on The View that she had sex with a, f- a few ghosts. And um, I wrote, I wrote, I write for this podcast, Love It or Leave It. And there's a monologue at the beginning. And I just want to share the joke that I wrote, which was, I've heard of ghost busting, but ghost busting? That's it. That's that's all I have to offer to the um, having sex with ghost discourse. Thank very you good. for letting me be a yes, part of it. Very good. Very good. A lot of so, people, like Amanda Bynes is like, I've had sex with ghosts. And like, there's there's like a handful of celebrities that are like, yeah, totally. Kesha, yeah, Kesha, also oh, like, Kesha, that's what I'm thinking of. Not what does that mean? Yeah, there's so much there. We are like, yeah, I, yeah, th- I, okay, we'll, we'll parse that. Yeah, oh, cool, I guess, you know, um, Good for all you, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the existential reality of what that could possibly mean is we have to get into it. We don't have, we, this we'll do a the special episode. episode, yeah. Honestly, that'd be fun. We should do a special episode, special episode all about ghost sex. Yeah, if people are having it, I want to know about it. Um, okay, so finally, um, Ted signs back on, and he's wasted, and he's got the little marionette we saw earlier with the orange hair, and he's like, doo how's it going? Having no idea. That everyone's dead. Yeah, and he's like, he sees Emma sobbing, and everyone, and she's like, well, I try to tell him, but he's like, oh, you're having a laugh. Like, you're, you're pulling my leg. Like, this is just a joke. You're trying to scare me. Justin Allison, the lights in Ted's house go out, or where he's staying. The lights go out. Emma's saying, get off the fucking call before it's too late. But he's like, no, no, it's just the fuse box. This happens all the time. And he picks up his phone. 
Allison, it's a great, it's a very well shot. This whole movie is very well shot. You yeah. get, like, you see Ted, he's got his phone, and you just have, you just see the light of the flashlight. So the only thing you can see is this little tiny beam of light in the darkness. So whatever it lands on, you're like, oh no, oh no. And finally, we see him start to go upstairs, and lying like head down, like on the stairs, is a jet black, white eyed screaming humanoid demon that you literally see for one split second before Ted screams and starts running through the house. Okay. It's just perfectly done where you're like, you see it for so, such a short period of time, your brain's like, oh, well, I know it's not good. Nope. I know what I'm seeing is not good. So Emma's screaming, run, run, just get out of the house. And Ted does, but of course he's right. It's not a house he's familiar with. He trips, he falls down. Yeah. As he's scrambling to get up in like their workroom, the demon is there, and this is very scary, but, like, the demon's covering his own face. So, like, you see one of his eyes, but his hands are like this. No. It's like, why are you covering your face? I should be is covering my Is it the guy from the stairs? Yes, it's or the same it guy. Same it's guy. the same gosh darn guy. He's just all the, over the place, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, but covering, oh, a demon covering their own face is so scary. Like, I'm shy. Like, grow up. <laughs> You're here to kill all of us. You should at least look me in the face like a fucking man. Um, I, I don't even know this. I don't know if the demon was a man. I don't. I don't want to. I'm wanna, shy. Grow not that it if you misgender a, a demon. They're probably fine with it. But yeah. Um. So Ted's able to make it outside, and then he runs. Uh, Ginny is like having a cigarette. She's got like you know they're both in, like sweatpants, like their pajamas, and she turns to be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Allison, Ginny is lifted into the air strangling on an invisible noose, being lifted. She's like, I wasn't even part of this. Everyone was a bitch to me. All your friends who, like, at least one of you have, obviously, like, you have some history with, where it was me to be my my fake tan. Fake tan is hard to apply, okay? So, yes, you're going to get streaks the first couple times you learn how to do it. She's outside having a cigarette. So she's lifted, strangling on an invisible noose. And then, Allison, we see her neck snap. And so she's hanging 20 feet in the fucking air, dead, until her body drops into the pool, all while Ted is watching, screaming her name, sobbing, having no idea what the fuck is going on. But Ted keeps it moving, and that's the uh, protect, you know, that's the um, survival instinct, rather. Yes. Ted runs to the barn, where we, of course, see there's a noose hanging for him. And in the darkness, we hear the music box playing, his grandmother's music box. I'm glad all these, like, items are coming in handy to <laughs> right. scare the absolute living shit out of you. Yeah, and so he, he he drops his flashlight, so he flicks his lighter on to find the music box, and he, he sees it. Unfortunately, Allison, he is then hurled backwards, and his laptop falls to the ground, and as Emma watches, again, screaming, sobbing, a living but unmoving Ted is slowly, the lighter falls on him, and he is slowly consumed in flames as they spread all over his body and his clothes catch on fire. And finally, he jerks awake, screaming in agony, before his feed just freezes on flames. So, and then there was Emma. Unfortunately, Allison, she's alone. She's under covers. She hears a thud in her apartment. No. She she takes the blanket down, and she sees, she has, like, fairy lights in her bedroom. She sees the sound of somebody walking into her bedroom. And again, she's a smart woman. She takes her blanket and throws it into the doorway, and it lands on a human-shaped tall I mean, entity. I know. That's smart. 
an entity that's naked, invisible to the naked eye, but like, again, it's draped in the fabric yeah. so you can see the body. And she screams, she flings open the window and leaps out. And I think she would have survived because her laptop hits the grass. Unfortunately, she falls and through and smashes a picnic table. And then okay. she is still. So I believe, I think that she, unfortunately she, she misgaged the jump and she died. That's too bad. Yeah. Because she was the smartest one. I feel like if anyone's going to survive yeah. this. She could have done chip. it. But yeah. this is just a miscalculation. Meanwhile, finally, like Gemma arrives at Haley's house. The door's locked, of course, so she has to smash the window to get in. She sees Haley's laptop, and from all the different, like, screeds, it's like you see um, Emma's body on the picnic table. You see the flames. You see the blood from Caroline's. Like, everyone is clearly dead. So she has a moment where she's like, all right. Here we go. (laughs) And as she turns to look around the kitchen, being like, so where the fuck is is she? Um, All the other Zoom attendees sign out one by one. And then when her back is turned to the kitchen— a wine bottle flies off the counter and just full on smashes into the back of her head, knocking her out cold, which I thought was a very cool effect to pull off in this kind yes, of movie. It looks absolutely. seamless. Um, and she sort of reaches up out of the table and knocks the laptop to the ground. So we're watching her again, bloody, covered in glass in the window and the wine bottle, like barely conscious. Yeah. Suddenly, Allison, which is, I guess, this demon's favorite thing, all the cabinet doors fly open and every single kitchen item just starts dumping out This guy's her. all about mess. He loves like, mess. Just gonna, like, fuck your shit up and, like, make it kind of, like, messy. Yeah, he's like the Marie Kondo of demons. He loves yes. mess. mess. So she's forced to get to her feet and she runs into the bedroom and, thank God, she finds Haley, who's just, like, terrified, hiding under her desk. And they they have a moment of, like, ha-ha, maybe we'll make it. And they bump elbows because we weren't shaking hands at the time, though, at this point. Yeah, but, like, you're in a room to, like, we don't, yeah. Well, the things we know Yeah, with the demon. Unfortunately, they turn and they see the chair that Haley was in, sitting in the kitchen, sort of slowly turn towards them. No, that's so scary. And the lights go out. Well. And Gemma says, let's fucking go. And as they make their way to their door, the only source of light they have is Haley's Polaroid. So she keeps taking photos. So we see flashes of light over and over again. Again, a really great sequence. This space, the only illumination is the flash. And in the final burst of light, we saw, we see what I would describe as a screaming, the demon before screaming, but its face is ripped open like a, a red raw wound. Come and on. it screams and lunges out of the darkness. And then the zoom ends because Haley only had the free 40-minute version, which is so funny. The end. Wow. The end. Um, Allison, what are what are some fatal mistakes you think some of these characters may have made during Host? Fatal mistakes. I gotta say, doing a Zoom seance. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, just don't do it. There were like, there's other things you could. I know it was boring. <laughs> it was a boring time. It was a terrifying time, but it was also a boring time for people who had mm-hmm. the privilege of boredom. Um, but anything else would be a better option. Play a game, watch a movie together. Like, I, I agree with you knowing that if someone had invited me to a seance, I would have done it. I absolutely yes, would have I done understand it. that. Um, yeah. I will also say lying to a psychic. Right. Like, don't do a yeah. bit with a psychic who can, who can connect you to the astral plane. Even yeah. if you don't think that's real, even if you don't believe in it and you think that this is all just a goof, 
Yeah. Just don't, te- it's not worth t- even just like doing the seance. It's like, why tempt fate yeah. with the possibility of something happening? I, I completely agree. And also, you know, to go back to that, what you're paying them, it's like, it's like lying to a um, therapist. Yes. You're paying. And why the, bother? It, why bother? The uh, like truly the only thing that you're getting at this is is your honesty. Yes. And when it comes to ghosts, if we've learned anything from the movies, it's like they really love people who are upfront, who are up authentic, yes. who are coming from a yes. good place. Yes. Earnestness uh, is important to ghosts, I think. Sincerity. Ghosts, ghosts, they're just like us, you know? Yeah, they're looking for truth. <laughs> and then where would you place host on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I feel like the combination of the being alone on Zoom, the effects being like pretty, but like the fact that like even in the trailer, the stuff I saw, I was like, oh, this doesn't look like shitty. This looks real. Yeah. And, um, you know, the one by one aloneness of it. I, I think that this is like a six or a seven, like six and a half. Okay, great. Yeah. Did I we feel- ever check in with the psychic again, or was she just like, no. she's, she's eating? She's eating. Like, is she going to try and join that Zoom, and it's like, oh, this has been ended by the host, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I got my money. Like, don't you think this happens every seance she does? Yes. I think, I, that's what I think. I'm like, this is not the first time you've done this. I think no, no. that you're you're lying. Yes. And I think that you, order your, you ordered food because you knew you wouldn't have to be on a Zoom, because yeah. you knew a demon was going to show up. And that um, your internet wasn't going to be reliable enough to stay on the call. And it's the perfect grift. It the is. The perfect scam. So those people, like, those people can't leave a bad Yelp review. They're dead. They're fucking dead. Yeah. And the demon's leaving a great review every time. Had yeah. a blast. He's like, 10 out of 10 would do again. Yeah, thanks so much, Ceylon. Um, but yeah. Um, what would you give it? You know, it's hard because, like, again, I, I really struggle with these movies where the, uh, you know, they're do, just doing something stupid and right. like you know they shouldn't be doing it which is we talked about yes. this like we will at some point do the movie 13 ghosts i didn't like that movie and i also it doesn't work as a horror movie because the movie starts with a family going to a house where they know there's 13 ghosts that to oh, me is well, like that i don't there's zeros you know i don't want to become like that like misogynist version of like victim blaming but it's like you walked in <laughs> like you knew <laughs> And I think, like, it's, like, it could still be interesting and, and cool to do that. But there is something to me where it's never going to be scary if I know that you are of your own accord entering this thing. Yes. Now, it's different if it's, like, I, you know, like, I thought Deadstream was, like, an interesting thing. It's, like, you know you're staying in a haunted house, but you don't actually think that there's ghosts there. Yes, you know what I right, mean? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that difference, I think, is okay. But to go to a space specifically because it's, like, we know this is— we're inviting ghosts into our bodies. When Salem says, oh, possession— Absolutely not. And I don't I'm out on that. possession. But what, you know, it really is Pascal's wager, which we've talked about, where it's like, you know, I don't believe in Catholicism, but if I'm wrong, I'll just try to live as close to it as possible. Unfortunately, you know, what that would require of, of a lot of people would be, yes. you know, psychic Unrealistic. Death, you know, yeah. as someone raised Catholic. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I don't know. And again, of course, we'll do, we'll definitely do 13 ghosts at a certain point. I just, some about it made me nuts. Yeah. Um, and also just like all the ghosts have to be all different kinds of goofy things. Uh, but I like this. I like that they didn't explain. They don't over explain the, yeah. the demon yeah, or the ghost. Yeah. You just right. see it's some just like, weird guy. It got yeah. summoned. Here it is. <laughs> you guys are fucked. Like, I, yeah. I Again, yeah. and I also think a 50-minute movie. Oof. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, perfect. Uh, and more horror movies should be less than an hour. There's simply, there's so many of them would benefit from that kind of uh, runtime. I guess I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a five. Uh, okay. Because the setup and like the beginning, you know, I'm like, oh boy. But once they get into spooks, I thought they were very well done. I thought they were, everyone, the acting was really good. Yeah. So it's like adding to, you know, in other hands might have been a little cheesy, but I thought this was super fun. And if you're someone who likes horror movies, I think definitely watch this one. I think it has a yeah. lot of interesting lessons about the genre. And, and this what is on could Shutter. be done. Yes, it's on Shutter. And yeah, according to Wikipedia, it says it's 12 weeks. I thought 12 weeks to shoot, like they were just shooting it in a uh, you know, little bit at a time. It was 12 weeks from conception to delivery to Shutter, which is awesome. I mean, that's incredible. incredible. Yeah. So hats off to the filmmakers. And, and during a time um, when we couldn't even like, I mean, where was everybody doing post from? Their homes? Like, right, yeah. I was, yeah, exactly. I'm like, we just got to like drop off a, a like a hard drive and hope nobody, just wipe it with a, like, I don't even, like, how do you sanitize? I don't even know. Like, at that point, we had no idea. People were washing their groceries, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we had no idea what was going on. For this to come out in July of 2020, really outstanding. And let me just say, because I feel like I've been going through a lot of stuff recently with regards to like, I, you know, it's just like we just, we're never really going to be able to deal with the pandemic um, nope. as a collective. So I do think it is important to talk about. And I'm just trying to give myself and everyone as much grace as possible to be, to act insane or to be, feel insane right now. Because it's just, it's sad that we don't, I don't know, it's like we can't, not politics. I mean, like, the world as it is, society as it is, it's, like, fucked in this country. So it's like we, there's no space to, to like, to To talk about this kind of nuanced, complicated emotional thing because, like, people are just, like, so, you know I mean? It's just, like, I I don't know, it's, like, uh, obsessed with, like, uh, eradicating trans people from public life. It's, like, well, I mean, it's obviously that's a political strategy from the right of that, course. like, to, like, make people on the left feel like they're insane. So, yeah. also, shout out to every trans person if there's any yes. trans people listening. Um, are, we're with you. And, and you know, more and more, I feel like, well, I have to, you know, I feel like we all have to be doing everything we can to be as public and vocal yes. about uh, all of this. Support is really important. And saying nothing is yes. sometimes, you know, more on the side of bad than than neutral. <laughs> yeah. And it's just sort of, like, yeah, we unfortunately it's like we live in such an insane, brutal society that that these these larger questions of like, well, how do we possibly heal from this like insane event? I mean, mass yes. deaths. Yes, we can't Collective have trauma. those conversations because it's like, well, we can't even. There, there's no room for that. It's just you know trying to limit um, return my, to marginalized a, a groups, robust capitalist uh, society, and uh, yeah, ruin the lives of anybody who is not a straight white cis person. So yeah, you know, we're back right in that space and it sucks. And this is a nice way, I think, you know, movies like this and, Mm -hmm. you know, not a night, not nice. Everybody in this movie died, but like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's like a narrative, like a narrative exploration of kind of the horrors of what that time was is absolutely, you know, however we can process it, we should. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and we've talked about this before, but it's like, I do think horror movies provide, um, especially if you have anxiety, which everyone does now, like to say, oh, you have anxiety. If you don't have anxiety, like, honestly, please let us know what you're doing. Well, that, well, I I think if you're shutting down, then you probably, yeah, maybe. But if you're doing okay, please let us know. We're happy to explore any options. But I think it's like horror movies provide a catharsis because you're experiencing trauma and death in a narrative that is satisfying. And like the satisfaction is like- yeah, it has an end. And, and and I think that that is, is important. And that's like why movies, all movies exist. Is like we need to have these stories because in the reality, reality of how we live is not 
uh, it does not have an end. It does not have catharsis. Nope. And what could we do to create spaces where that can happen? Uh, this is ours. So thank you for joining us um, yes. in it. Uh, we love you very much. We love and, you very much. Um, you know, as always, until next time, do whatever you can to please keep, keep it spooky. spooky. We love you. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.